Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Next Woman Up podcast. Um, we are here on another Tuesday. That seems to become our new favorite day to record. Um, <laughs> I did no- I did notice that, you know? It's the Summer Tuesdays, making it a thing. Summer Tuesdays. Um, gee, did you do anything fun over the weekend? Um, I mean, okay, look, as an adult, some things aren't that exciting. But I did watch the British Grand Prix at Silverstone this past weekend, um, Formula One racing. And this is my really me dipping my toe into the Formula One world. What do you um, think? I'm really, I, I thought it was cool. I mean, I'm really fascinated by seeing all the technology that's in the driver's cars, like when they are driving and like that uh, view that the camera angle yes, gets. And I saw, we saw yes, those. It's like, yeah, as like, we sell those as like part of sponsorship packages in NASCAR, like the yeah. in-camera, like you, like advertisers can buy that and sponsor it. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, I didn't know you, I didn't know it was like a viable space, but it's, yeah. it's really cool to see everything um, and also just be exposed to like a new sport that's big throughout the world. Yeah, it is definitely something that stretches internationally, which is cool. Have you ever seen a race like a, any other Formula One races? I mean, I'm sure I've caught some on TV, but I don't like go out of my way to watch Formula One. Gotcha. Okay. It's definitely well, though. Like, I feel like it's like the more upscale version of our other motor sports. <laughs> <laughs> and they go in more directions than left. True. Uh, true. True. Because yeah. it's like a whole course, which is awesome. Yeah, and it, you know what? It does kind of create this little rivalry with, like, you know, like, granted the drivers are all from all different countries, but, you know, yeah. you have, like, certain cars and, like, certain, like, um, like teams from different countries, and you're like, oh, well, you got to beat the Italians or, the, yeah. you know, the British or things like that. It's just interesting to see, you know, this world of sports that I've really been exposed to. So yeah. I'll keep you and uh, the rest of the crew up to date on my adventures this season. Yeah, well, did you ever see the movie um, Ford versus Ferrari? I've okay. I, it's embarrassing. I'm not a movie person, Carly. I know you're not. I should have. I, I should have thought before I asked. <laughs> um, Assume no. Assume no. Right. Um, well, I watched it on a plane recently, um, oh. and it's such a good movie. And it's about F1 um, and huh. the different like race car teams and like representing different countries and like the rivalry, like you said, because like Enzo Ferrari was building the Italian right. cars at the time, and he was like kind of the 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 guy you know no one could be his right, cars right. and then ford came mm-hmm. in and tried to engineer their car to beat ferrari so that way and then established like american italian rivalry that was pretty cool oh. so well i'll have to add to my it was list a good movie so and it kind of like gives you a different perspective on like racing and what goes into it not only like the athlete but also the machine Right. Oh, well, shameless plug there by Carly for the yeah, movie Ford vs. Ferrari, but I'll add to my list. Yeah, not that they needed it. I mean, Matt Damon's in it, so. Right, right. <laughs> and, like, Christian Bale, so, like, I think they're fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what we really want to talk about this week is the gals. It's all about the gals this week. We're really diving into some women's sports headlines. And, mm-hmm. and, what I want to start talking about first is we're in the midst of WNBA season, but while this is happening, some star players have decided to found a new three-on-three league, which they believe is the solution to the WNBA's prioritization problems. So I think this is really interesting. So Brianna Stewart and Nafisa Collier, they have announced the launch of what they're calling Unrivaled, and, mm-hmm. and they're saying that the league will run during the WNBA's offseason. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? Just to give like a little bit more background here on how it's like three, three versus three. It's they're really making this goal to be one of the most exclusive basketball leagues in the world. Um, and you know, if I can go into a little bit about how we got here, definitely. Um, yeah, the, the WNBA collective bargaining agreement. You know, it's become increasingly rest- it has increasingly rest- uh, restrictive prioritization rules going into 2024. Sorry, guys, my English is apparently not great today, but we're working on it. Um, but you know, that, that does make it difficult for players to coordinate overseas commitments without being, you know, fined or suspended. And we do know, with many conversations regarding the WNBA and their salaries. These players do look to play overseas to get additional income to play the game that they that they love. Right. And also, I just thought of this that another yeah. thing that might be interesting is like it is showcasing this talent, which is yes. another way for the WNBA to get even more visibility and awareness, which leads to more mm-hmm. viewership. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So they are saying that the salaries for this 10-week league um, are expected to be competitive with top WNBA and overseas salaries, which means women can feel comfortable playing in this league and not having to go overseas. Um, I did have – I think this is a great idea, Um, Mm. and I'm glad, like, two stars are are founding it, and I think there needs to start – being solutions created for the problem. Um, and we obviously saw this problem really come to light with the Brittany Griner situation. Yeah, um, definitely. So, but I did have a few questions that just like came to mind that like, mm-hmm. hopefully we'll like learn more about like who's funding the league. You know, they're saying the player salaries right. for this 10 week season are expected to match top WNBA mm-hmm. salaries. So like who's funding the league? How will the cash flow be consistent? So like, let's say, they have enough for like let's see once one season is successful enough they're able to play the players what happens when they want to carry on another season is it going to be on tv is that where some of the money is coming from is this an opportunity for media companies to get involved and buy this as a property you know all these things i think come into question i'm very curious about how all of these um i guess as it comes all to of, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. all of these uh, possibilities are going to play out um, yeah. with how this league will run smoothly. Yeah, you know what? Those are really good questions because, you know, there's always the conversation about how the WNBA is subsidized by the NBA and, you know, all the funding conversations there. But what right. I'm also interested in, like building off of what you were saying about the funding is with these games being played, you know, 10 weeks in Miami, January to March, looking at three games per week with a uh, one versus one tournament at some point throughout this, uh, I'll call it a mini season. Um, how, where are they going to be housed? Is this going to be like another bubble situation? Right. I immediately, I immediately thought of a bubble, which, you mm. know, there was a great, um, I forgot, I'm blanking whether it was a documentary or whether it was like a mini um, show on ESPN that was highlighting mm-hmm. the, women in the in the WNBA during the bubble during mm-hmm. that season and how yeah it's like you're at like a big AAU tournament but like you're missing out on so many things around you so I right. wonder what's going to happen with the housing and the players that are going to be there like that's how is it going to work that's a great question because I was also thinking about like even mm-hmm. like coaching and employees like trainers like how is that going to oh, work? Yeah. You know, can you, are you hiring someone for 10 weeks? Are you bringing in WNBA employees and, yeah. and basketball staff? Because I it's wonder, their off season. 
right. you know okay. I'm curious and, 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 yeah and would that be considered like tampering with their contracts because oh, this is technically point. like a separate league right I was I was actually wondering like while you were thinking I was like oh could they even use like say like Miami Heat facilities train staff etc but that's during the middle of their season there's right, no way that could right. be possible yeah um but going off of like what you were saying also before about the ad revenue and mm-hmm. and what that's going to look like is granted I'm, I'm assuming a lot of money is going to come from like those ad placements and it'll be like high volume um viewership spots available like if, for the this televised league if they are televised if they are well, I would – okay, well, let's be honest, Carly. What's the point of having, a uh, like, a league like this right. if you're not going to televise You it? should. You should. But I am curious how they will sell this through yeah. and pitch that it will be – there will be viewership because, as we know, the WNBA alone is growing on its own. So, like right. – And they're still tr- working towards more viewership. Right. And I – Granted, I know they'll flush it out more, um, but I think this will also give a good opportunity for, you know, like we know with like the roster spots being so mm. limited in the WA, WA yeah. is giving like players more of a showcase and they can get out there and like participate in this tournament. And then hopefully maybe then they can make it on a roster spot if they weren't on it beforehand. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like, yeah. The only thing depends. that I saw there, I actually thought about that too, but it uh-huh. does say here, um, and we got this information from Just Women Sports that, it serves as a showcase for the. It tends to serve as a showcase for the thirty top WM for thirty top oh, WNBA top. players. Does that mean I'm mm. under? I'm assuming that means you're already in the league because I thought about that too, right. and I was like, oh, that could like solve another problem with the roster situations. Well, but it seems like maybe not. Well, I wasn't even thinking of it in a way as in the players are not in the league already. I think mm. of it as like like the I believe it was like the former number one pick from last year's draft was yeah. cut this year. So right. I'm thinking of players like that. That does are... she count towards this? Because it says WNBA player. She's not a team right now. Well, uh, then that, that's right. That's I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know? No. Look at us thinking this out loud with everybody. <laughs> you guys get to come along with us on come along with us on this journey. But exactly. Is anybody else you know out there has any input on this, or if you see anything that maybe that may be interesting, just shoot it our way. Um, Send us a DM. Slide on our DM. Yes. Slide in our DMs. We love to talk about this because um, I thought that the 3v3 tournament that was created like um, on the men's side was a great idea to get like, you know, like retired players involved, mm-hmm. um, players that maybe still have some gas in the tank that maybe are playing like overseas, G League, whatever. Um, so I wonder if they could follow that model and make it successful. Maybe, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, yeah. And then while we're on the subject of – Leagues expanding, more leagues coming to fruition. Um, I want to talk about what's going on in women's hockey. So there are some interesting things happening there. For those who don't know, there currently are two separate women's hockey leagues, professional women's hockey leagues, and they have not merged, which I think is problematic because you are limiting your player pool, you're limiting your talent pool, you're limiting the product on the ice, and to make it more difficult for anything to move forward. So this is not finalized. Details are emerging of what is tentatively being called the Professional Women's Hockey League. So... The PWHPA, the partners of that, are acquiring the Premier Hockey Federation. And the intent is to create one 
hockey league, okay. which is interesting. Um, and this will essentially create a brand new league. Um, okay. And this will merge the two player pools, making um, mm. making the talent level higher, but also creating less roster spots. So I think there's like some of the say, players yeah. are in a little difficult spot there. But I think this is going in the right direction, considering okay. that it's very hard to move women's sports forward when there are two leagues competing against each other mm. for the same goal. Right. I was going to say, it makes more sense to combine them all and then like you, they can uh, grow the league as one. Right. Exactly. Mm. And I'd say that like, this is very, very similar to the landscape of women's professional football tackle because there's the women's football Alliance and the national women's football conference. They are two separate entities, two separate leagues, two separate player pools. Like, and it's, and because their visions when they first started were different, they right. refuse to kind of come together and it mm-hmm. makes it a very difficult situation for these leagues to move forward because right. they're not only like one, it's very difficult to get things off the ground to begin with, but then you're also competing for resources, competing for talent mm-hmm. and it's very hard to move forward. Um, so I think even though like, unfortunately some of these women will find a hard time getting on a roster spot I think in terms of like women's hockey overall, this is a good thing. What do you, what exactly do you see this doing to like the growth of women's hockey? If you could like explain that a little bit more for those that aren't, aren't so familiar. Yeah. So I think the good thing about having one unified league, as I was saying, like you don't have to split the resources one two, you have a unified vision. Three, you're not competing against each other Four, you're getting the best of the best because you're getting the talent of both leads combined. Right. Honestly, like truly. And then like you can have a unified, like the league can have a unified mission, vision, branding, marketing, all Mm -hmm. these things and put that out there. And really, I think that's what gets a league to move forward. Um, And yeah. It's interesting what you were saying, because we were talking about like the resources that like go on with just like, you know, the marketing piece of it, running the business end Mm -hmm. of this. It's something that people don't really realize. And the pooling of the resources is not just like resources as in like, hey, athletic train staff mm-hmm. are available. You have coaches that are available, but it is those, you know, those that make the business run on the back end that allows right. resources to be pooled. Like, let's say I'm like, I mean, I'm going to say like maybe a media company, like maybe a regional sports network would right, okay. want to broadcast some of these games, right? Right, right. Um, like maybe some northern cities. Um because they have actually like brought like there has been like p um there has been phf games broadcasted before so like this mm-hmm. may like some regional sport net- sports networks might jump on this but it's like i'm much more likely to like purchase the rights to the games of one league versus two like it just doesn't make monetary sense for me to like right, go after right. two different leagues and then like one league is getting more than the other. So one league is already stunted. So like this way, like I'm approaching one league and then I am like, who's kind of like become, and it can become like the, the league of women's hockey. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That does make sense. I'm excited to see what could happen with that. I imagine there's going to be some greater opportunities from an advertising standpoint. Yeah. I think leagues. I, like I said, I think in general, it's a good move. I do also think yeah. that like there's going to be pushback and like it, does limit the amount of roster spots and and that is is right. you know a problem but 
Um, it's something the WNBA faces and they are mm-hmm. the women's basketball league and that has bode well for them. So, right. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm sure we'll get, we'll see more as that comes in, uh, comes into play as the yeah. season goes on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And then with the world cup this month, oh, wow. isn't Literally? it crazy how so where we're at? Like, yeah, <laughs> Carly. It's so soon. I mean, like, the World Cup starts in, like, nine days, I think. It's, like, really quick. Um, And we found out that one of our beloved favorites, Meg Rapinoe, is going to retire after this NWSL season. Um, She, two World Cups ago, like, really, like, took the nation, I mean, with her colorful hair and her, like, awesome demeanor. Um, but she announced that she was going to retire. Yes. And you know what? It, it's, it's one, it's exciting for her to continue on to the next stage of her life and her career. Yeah. But, it, but it's also an achievement, you know, with everything that she has accomplished mm-hmm. on, the, on the pitch and off the pitch, you know, receiving the presidential medal of freedom in 2022 for her fight for, you know, equality in their, in salaries. Yeah. Um, and all the it's work awesome. that she's done is, it's really incredible. And I'm, I'm, it's been a great career for her. Hopefully they can finish it off with another victory this year. Yeah. Um, Fingers crossed. Um, But, you know, it's just been exciting. And I'm excited to see what happens for her in the next stage of her career. Yeah. And, and something that I love that she said, um, Uh she said, it is incredibly rare for athletes of any stature to be able to go out on their own in their own way on their own terms. I'm really lucky to be in this position that I get to have agency over the end of this really beautiful part of my life. And I love what she said there because it is so true that a lot of athletes do not get to choose when they end their careers. They're a lot 100%. of times they're forced out by injury. And yep. this is something that like, I was like, wow, that's like a really awesome thing that she like recognized that like yeah. she is so lucky to be able to do that. Yeah, no, it's a really good point. And you know, we saw it with like other greats retiring, like you know Tom Brady in the past, like this past year. Yeah. The big argument that was made is that it's very rare for players to go out on their own terms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they can decide, like you know, when they want to hang up the cleats, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, it, it, it's it, it's true. It is a it's a rare thing in sports. Yeah. But we're happy for her. I, I agree. And now she gets more time with her wifey, Sue Bird, who's also retired. I was, I was just going to say, and Sue Bird retired. So yeah, they can be like hanging out together, an old retired couple. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it interesting to see like when it, when we think of like somebody retiring, right. Yeah. And spending time with their significant other, I imagine them in their seventies, right? right? Like it, it, it's just not the same thing. Like they have a whole second phase of their life. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm actually really excited to see, like, I have a feeling they're going to do something collaborative together. I, I could definitely see that. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see what they come up with. I wonder if we'll see, um, uh, Meg Rapino in media or Sue Bird in media. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Sue Sue is on like her sneaker game because I know when she was like right. playing, she's really into that. And I'm not sure. Like, obviously, like Meg is super passionate about equal rights in this country and that kind of thing. So, you know, I'm curious. Well, they could do so many things. Twist. Yeah, plot twist. She runs for on for an, a public office. That Total plot twist. Um, wow. <laughs> Speaking of 
former stars going into media. I saw that Carly Lloyd was hired by Fox Sports to be part of the network's on-air lineup during the Women's World Cup. Um, yes. Personally, I think that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, I will say, I just... I don't know if I expected her to be in media, but it sounds like she was thinking along similar lines. Yeah, so obviously she, I mean, she's become kind of a household name. Um, right. She has such a big, cool personality. Um, she likes to try different things. Like, she's very, very cool person. Um, yeah. But she even said, um, and this is via Sports Business Journal in an article, she said, I was just very reluctant i just left the game in terms of you're pursuing media i just left the game and here i am sitting on the desk having to analyze and talk about players and the team it just felt a little uncomfortable for me um and that is so like i kind of love that because even these people who have like been to the top of the mountain still get nervous about trying something new yeah and it's a little like it's nice to see, but it's also like it makes sense because you know she just played with these players. Yeah, um, and when I when I think about that, I mean it has to be a little bit uncomfortable to be having to analyze their game as well and like what's happening. Um, yeah, so it can be hard to kind of make that that jump. I, I I would think. Yeah, and and also like they seem to they're going to use her in a lot of situations. Um, yeah, yeah, which I mean. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, like, the executive producer of Fox's World Cup coverage, which is the, all the English language coverage, um, yeah. saying we're going to use her in sit-downs, post-match, interview situations, pre-game, halftime. It's a lot. I was just going to say, I saw that as well, and I was like, oh, my God, this poor woman is going to need to have her running shoes on. They're going to be getting to try and take her everywhere right. in this place. But, like, you know what, I – Given her personality and how she is, I would absolutely yeah. love to see her doing like post-match interview situations. Yeah, um, I think seeing her as a former teammates, like you know, talking, you know, give like that same vibe as when you have like you know, like when you see like. Um, so for everyone out there, I love like the TNT NBA crew. Um, I love Shaq, Charles, <laughs> all of but I love it when they interact with NBA players, whether, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe Shaq play with them on the tail end of his career, or maybe, you know, they are younger players. I love seeing how they all communicate. And I think we can see something similar with Carly Lloyd, like when she interviews um, her, her former teammates, if we, if we do get that a uh, post-match interview. Coverage. Yeah, that would be really, that's what I was thinking too, like the interaction mm-hmm. between them and how comfortable that conversation will be. And also even with the yeah. younger girls that she maybe hasn't played with like she knows what it's like to be in their shoes exactly yeah yeah and I think there's also that like level of respect where and then also that level of comfortability so she'll probably like get you'll probably get a more real type of interview because those athletes are probably comfortable with her um and then something I was also thinking about oftentimes and like you were saying you really enjoy watching the TNT crew for the NBA um and I like watching the uh the TNT crew for NHL because Henrik Lundqvist <laughs> is on there, you know. So, and I TNT's think doing great. There's something about having these players on that one, you know, the name, you respect them. They've had success right. in the sport, helping to increase viewership and keeping the viewers engaged. And then also, like you're excited to watch them. You don't kind of tune out during halftime. You know, you want to hear what they have to say. Right, exactly, because you get like that analytical side of it. 
while also, like, I mean, analytical as like they're speaking on the stats of the game. Right. But they can also talk about what's going on and what the player might be feeling in that moment. Yeah, yeah. And, really important. and I think also, like, the like personalities of these people really matter. Um, yes. And like you said, make it more fun to watch. Do you like the interactions that they have with each other, with the players? It's just, I think this is a, a good move for Fox, like, I think a lot of people like Carly Lloyd. I think a lot of people loved watching her. And I think a lot of people like think it's super cool. Like, you know, when she like decided to go to Eagles training camp for a day and started kicking <laughs> field goals, like that's yeah. very awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it also builds, builds connections. Um, I was going to say cross leagued, like cross leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's not the best phrasing of that, but you know, she has that ability to, um, make those connections outside of just um, women's soccer, yeah, and then also bring that into the into World Cup coverage. Definitely, and I think that's a really good point. Um, yes. So, like I said, women's- World Cup is in nine days. Let's get ready. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, World Cup starts on Thursday, July twentieth. Yep. So Monday everyone, tomorrow. everyone, start practicing your um, USA chant. Um, I yes. want you all to do that. Everyone should be practicing. It needs to be very clear. Make sure you get the U, the S, and the A. Okay. <laughs> We're going to bring back the I believe that we will win chat chant from years ago. I like ago. that. I like that. So super excited. A lot going on in the world of women's sports um, because, you know, men's sports is in a little bit of a drought right now. Not going to lie. So, you know, hey, once in a while, flip on the women's sports. Get excited for Women's World Cup as uh, – Alex Morgan said she expects it to be the best one yet. So we're here for it. High praise. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. And you guys know where to find us. Next one up pod at gmail.com. Next one up podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya.